back. And today I am super excited because I am I am joined by, by a dear friend, a longtime friend, um, Aisha. And we for I'm gonna give you a tiny bit of background because though we're we were close friends in college and we've kept up on Facebook, like most of us have. Um, I don't know all the ins and outs. I just know her highs and her successes for sure that she shared on Facebook. So several years ago, I won't go into dates and, and years. <laughs> we were at Mississippi State University together and we started in um, the horticulture world, but actually Aisha that's why I'm going to let you share because I don't think you were in horticulture to begin with, right? No. <laughs> I started off going to Mississippi State for marine biology. I was going to grow up and swim with the dolphins. <laughs> then I started taking chemistry. I said, no way in the world can I do this. So I just happened to take an elective class for floral design with that, um, Dr. Dale Prince. And since then, I've been hooked. So here I am, still in the flower world. And that actually, where did you do your internship from Mississippi State? Um, at the shop that I am now, it's, it's called Lafleur. I interned there, and then I just never left. <laughs> and you, seriously, you were hooked forever. That was my last semester. When we were in school, we did, that program offered so much. So I um, just for Aisha's listeners, um, I came from East Tennessee. I was an out-of-state resident coming in, and I was really looking for the event planning side and the business side when I came in. I love to garden, um, but that's about as far as my floral design took me. And, <laughs> and while we were at Mississippi State, we learned everything from scientific names on plants while walking through campus. Um, (laughs) I think he finally retired. What was that man's name? I don't know, but he could spot a tree from a hundred yards away. And tell you exactly what it was. I think so. That sounds right. And everybody knew this class because they were always like, what are they doing? And everybody knew it was a horticulture. Yeah, that's right. And we just went, and learned all sorts of trees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In fact, do you remember the ring of death? It was his final exam and he laid out like 20 leaves. Oh. <laughs> and, <you> had- <laughs> and it was freezing cold and you had to stand in a big ring and you walked and had to write down the name of the leaf. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to make it out that semester. I really didn't. Um, that was a little much. Well, so horticulture um, took on a whole new life. We learned lots of plants that I couldn't name today, but we met some pretty interesting professors in um, the floral world. Yeah. And, you know, when you go into a a field of study, you always hear, well, you don't actually learn what you're doing in college. You learn the basics, but it's really that hands-on when you get to the shop and you're doing the designing. So do you have any favorite Mm -hmm. stories 
that you've had at, at the flower shop you're at right now that are just fun to share? Nobody prepares you for customer service in college. That's a whole new ball game. So just because you're really good at what you do, you have to be able to work with people. And that has been a very interesting learning experience. You know, I remember the phone etiquette that Miss Lynette used to try and get us to really conquer, especially around Valentine's Day. Yeah. Okay, so here's a good question for you. What do you need to have ready when you call a florist? What are, you need to have an idea of some things. So what are those things? Our, the big, the funniest thing, <laughs> the funniest thing to me is if you call to place an order for a delivery, you need the address. No. We don't know the address. We can't pull it out the sky. <laughs> you need the address of where it's going. They say, hey, I want to send flowers to so-and-so. Do you have her address? We don't know this person. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Um, Yes. Okay, and what about um, if you're ordering, if you're ordering like an actual floral design with fresh cut flowers, what are some things that maybe you, you know, might want to know that would be helpful for the designer? Um. Price range is good because people call and say, hey, I want to order flower range for all, you know, whatever. Well, we can make a design of $1,000 and not bad than that. So, you know, <laughs> we need a price range and we're fine with whatever price range you want to order. It's perfectly fine to be on a budget and order an arrangement. It's the thought behind it that counts. We want to make sure our customers are happy on both ends. So, you know, I have a price range in mind. If you cut, if the person you're sending flowers to has a favorite color or a color scheme, you know, that's good. And also remember you're sending flowers to someone and not yourself. So if you hate pink with the person that is going to, she may like pink, but you say no pink because you don't like, you know, <laughs> let's think about the person who is actually going to and not just ourselves. I like it. I like it. And what about green plants? Do y'all do green plants or? We do. And um, is there a rule of thumb with those? No, um, especially like the holiday times, people like sending pieces that last a little longer than just a fresh arrangement. So they get a, a, a holiday garden, which is fun. You just have to remember to water it. That's the only kicker in adding plants. <laughs> they have to water it. <laughs> you know, I started. Um, since we're military and we move all the time, I've not held down a floral job though. I could probably get one everywhere we move. Um, I just, it's, it's difficult when you move and get going again. So I haven't, but um, the things that I've done here at the house, I've actually remember those scientific squeeze bottles, you know, like the eyewash station. Do you know what I'm talking about? They were like plastic bottles and you could squeeze Mm -hmm. them and, I've mm-hmm. actually started sending those out with arrangements that I do. Um, and people, I get the biggest thank oh, you. Oh, that's a good idea. Because you can put the exact, you know, you kind of can measure it off the side and you know how much went in there. And um, that's mm-hmm. another thing. Oh, my goodness. Most florists probably don't send out succulents. But that has been one plant people love right now. I like succulents. 
but they are a pain mm-hmm. to take care of. They're not easy plants. Yes, <laughs> they are. And sometimes those succulents, you think, oh, they need hot and dry, but actually some of them are not that way at all. Um, right. So just, that's, a, that's your random tip for the day. Succulents are not user friendly. They're not easy. No. No. No, no, no. They're not easy. So you made it. We we graduated college. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. You have kind of a shoe-in job, I'm I'm assuming. You decided to head yeah. back. And what else have you done between now and then? Are you um where what part of the country are you living in right now? I'm in Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee, still here. Um, this is the same place where I interned it. Um, I came here and I also had a little bit of family here, not much, but just a touch. And that has helped me get adjusted once I got here. Um, met my husband here, had a baby here. He is not a baby anymore. He is seven. And I can't believe it myself, but you know, life goes on. <laughs> And how has that worked with, has the floral shop been pretty easy to work with when it comes to being a mom, being a wife, trying to work outside the home? It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. It's not the easiest job because sometimes we have long hours. Um, so it takes a lot of adjusting, but sometimes you just have to put your family first and say, hey, I got to go. And you just have to go home and take care of your family. But being a florist, it really takes a lot of long hours, hard work, um, especially when it comes to weddings and stuff like that. It's a lot of long hours that people don't realize. It's more than just playing with flowers all day. It's a lot of hustle and bustle behind it. And the logistics. I would say um, the logistics of getting fresh flowers from the ground through the through the wholesaler or middleman then to the florist mm-hmm. and then you've got at least what two or three days there at the shop so you can arrange them and get them out the door to an event so the mm-hmm. logistics you have to be so regimented to make it happen timeline right about a week you would think that they've been cut and before they make it mm-hmm. even to an event. Yeah. So I always love to hear about events all around the world. Um, what are some of the, like, are there some notable buildings and places that y'all design at and for in the Memphis area? Um, there are several buildings. One building is named the Cadre. It's a really, really big open space. So you just have to keep in mind when you're booking your events of how many people you're going to have. Because if you get a really, really big building and just a small number of people, everything's going to look lost. Um, That's one place. But it makes up really pretty. And then the Peabody, it's a beautiful building. But for logistics, getting it up there is a nightmare. Because we have like one elevator and you climb in flights and flights and flights and flights of stairs sometimes. And it looks grand for the people coming in but for the work that goes behind it (laughs) that is a lot of work getting to the Peabody but that's you know in Memphis that's like the South's Grand Hotel and that's everybody's dream to go to the Peabody Um, and we have several country clubs that we do too do y'all do do y'all do weekly 
floral for anybody right now with um, COVID and all the viruses happening? Or do y'all have any weekly events? We do. We have several companies we do weekly for. Some of them have shut down due to the nature of the world right now, COVID. Nobody's freeing. Um, but we do have some several accounts that we still do weekly. They keep flowers in their lobby. So that's always a good thing. And that's been kind of slowly picking back up. I remember when I was in Charleston, um, we would do several uh, like hotels. And um, that was always such a challenge. And I know when it comes to the hospitality world, the main thing is when somebody walks in the door, you want, okay, I'm not talking about the Motel 6, but I'm talking about a... A nicer high-end hotel where they usually have large containers of flowers. That's supposed to be what knocks you off your feet. Really makes you feel special, feel warm and welcome. And um, you're not supposed the the customer is not supposed to think about the work that goes into that. Um, but when you're the floral designer, having to cart carts and buckets, sloshing <laughs> dirty water right. in your shoes. And at the end of the day, you've got sticks sticking out of your hair, all the things. It just, um, (laughs) flowers are awesome. They're so beautiful, but the work that goes into them, it's not just that you plucked them off the side of the road. There's a whole process that goes along with it. So I'm always, I'm always stunned Mm -hmm. myself, even when I walk into a beautiful place and I go, oh, look at those flowers and I'm like, Oh, that poor soul that had to get, (laughs) had to get them here. So what else, what else are you doing? Right. (laughs) I know it's just crazy. Um, what else are you doing right now? So floral design is keeping you busy. Oh, the professional organization for floral designers. What is that? And how are you involved? And what did that look like? Um, so after I graduated, I, I think a couple of years after that, I went out and tested to become, um, AIFD, American Institute of Floral Designers. And these are designers from all around the world who've all been tested and who are in this group of designers. And we try to spread, um, knowledge of floral design to everybody we come in contact. And I have been in it since 2008 actually and i had to remind myself because i'm actually on the national on the southern board the regional board and i'm actually supposed to be president next year and it's like wow i can't even believe i'm doing that myself so i'm president elect this year congratulations <laughs> and, that's awesome i know because i don't really put it out there like i should i mean because it's something that i'm always doing so i forget Hey, nobody really knows this about you. Maybe you should share this with somebody, but <laughs> uh, yes. Y'all, this is a huge deal. So <laughs> a huge deal. <laughs> I wow. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, but but being a student in college and working with the students now that are in college through the AIFD, it's really been um, helpful. That's probably one of my biggest passions through AFD is just reaching back to the students because I used to be a student, so I know exactly what they're going through, how it feels. So just working with them has been really, really great. Said I need to go back and become 
AIFD because I do love mentoring the younger generation. And um, I do a thing every Wednesday called Wind Down Wednesday where I usually share a very simple floral element, you know, just decorating simply with maybe a bunch of flowers from the grocery. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I don't know, it speaks to most people's heart, even even the ones of us who are more engineering, mathematical, everybody likes a little bit of nature mm-hmm. brought inside. Um, so educating and sharing right makes others want to go out and learn a little bit more. Um, so maybe I need to put that on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know somebody now that Mike could give me a, give me some tips and pointers. There's a huge convention. Um, is it every year that they do the national convention? Every, every year. Yep. And right now they're just rotating, rotating between three cities. Okay. So right now it's like Chicago, Washington, and Las Vegas. Um, can I, does AIFD put up some of the floral designs on the website or is there a better website to go to? I would love to link. Yeah. Yeah. On the website, they show the symposiums from previous years and they do have a lot of the arrangements from on there from the symposiums. And do you post on, do you have a professional site or do you post some of your floral designs online? My personal page is more geared to my artwork, but my shop page, which I, I run the page as well, all of our, we put all of our, well, a lot of our designs on there. On okay. Instagram, we're LaFleur Memphis, and on Facebook, LaFleur Shop, I think. Okay. I know Instagram for sure is LaFleur Memphis. Well, I will link those below. So um, I know everybody likes to go and scroll some beautiful work. And I will link that so they can kind of see what's happening in the floral world. Have you watched, um, I think it was a Netflix show, The Great Floral Race or something like that. The one that was in England? Yes. Something like that. I watched one show. I think it was, yes, I watched it. And And I was amazed. I was like, wow. Because I had... Yeah, I really had done sculptures and things like that, but it was amazing. Just the sheer knowledge that they all had to have to be able to use the grasses and, you know, mm-hmm. dried um, pieces and husks and welding and, <laughs> whoa. Right. Um, so Right, you have to be all around creative. It was a little, you know, I had several people reach out to me and say, you need to sign up for this. And I was like, you have lost your mind. (laughs) I, you know, thinking of a, an arrangement on the spot is one thing, but thinking of like a massive garden in 20 seconds is completely another, another thing, another thing. Mm-hmm. So you have, you've graduated, you've, you've started raising your family. Um, you mm-hmm. are a working mom and you're, you're an entrepreneur too. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? If somebody is creatively passionate 
and whatever it is, calligraphy, art in general, floral, what would you, would you give some tips as to what the best thing is just to get started? Just at the very beginning, what are some things? Um, I would say start off doing it for yourself. And for me personally, I get creative buildup. So if I don't do something besides just work, I get real antsy. And it's just like, ah, I got to get this out. So a lot of times in the morning, before I have to go to work, if I have like an extra 30 minutes, I'll paint or sketch then. And that's been really helpful. But start off small, just do it for yourself and just do it just to enjoy the process. And that's really been, I had to get myself to focus on it because starting off, you want everything to look great. and You want to be all professional looking. You want it to look like you've been painting for 10 years. Well, you haven't been painting for 10 years. You're just starting. So be, give yourself grace and just really enjoy the process and just get started. Just do it. <laughs> just start <laughs> somewhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I found that um, we were, we were, Aisha and I were just laughing about technology. Um, it seems like if you're a creative um technology is not always like your happy spot because there's <laughs> and lights and and connections and I need something I can hold and create and design with. Another thing I might add to that is reach out to somebody mm-hmm. you admire on you know like a social media influencer. If somebody is still mm-hmm. is doing what you do, reach out to them and ask, okay, have have a passion. Now what? And let them help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I joined an artist group a while back and we all give tips to each other, help each other out, say, try this. Maybe you should try that. Um, being a part of a community, just in general and anything that you like to do. A lot of times when you find people who enjoy doing the same thing you do, they just like to share because they love, they love the process. They love what you do and they don't mind sharing. So I would say, yeah, find somebody who you can mentor with or piggyback off of. A lot of times people just want to share because they have love, the same love and passion that you have. Oh, the best advice, I think, right there. Absolutely. Were you super excited about art when we were at Mississippi State? In the back of my head, yes. It was kind of weird because my brother was actually going there for art as well. And we took an art class together. I think I took two art class, two or three art classes as an elective. And I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it. And it was pretty cool taking a class with my brother, too. It was kind of weird, but at the same time, it was really cool. But I've always been a creative in some kind of way. My, our parents kept us making stuff when we were growing up. So we've always been creatives in some shape or form or fashion. But art has always been there. When did you start, and I'm assuming what's behind you are things that you've created and painted. Yes, they are. So when did, when did you really start back into more of the arts, like painting, drawing? When did that happen? I would say um, two or three years ago. And I'm not sure what started me, why I started. I don't even remember that. I just know. Once I got back into it, I couldn't let it go again. It's just, it was like, hey, we are not leaving. Let's go. <laughs> we, we are staying. <laughs> right. Do you sell some of your work then? 
I do. Um, you can either look at my work on Instagram, which is a flower girl. And also I have an Etsy page as well. It's a few pieces on there as well. And I have, I have a couple of pieces in stores here in Memphis and I do an art show here and there when I get a chance to. Oh my gosh. All the while doing uh, wedding work, event work, being a mom, <laughs> right. wiping a nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now is your son at school right now or are y'all trying no. to do virtual? Virtual. We are virtual. Mm-hmm. That's been real fun. We just moved to Montgomery uh, in July and the kids begged begged to go to school well they've been very dedicated to fogging rooms and masks and hand sanitizer and all the stuff we'll see how uh the holidays go and see if that leads to them shutting it down or or what so um i am i am impressed that you are working full-time painting that's incredible yeah so do you stick mostly with um, floral? Is that what you normally paint? Or do you have a specific style you like? Um, I love floral a lot. But I do sometimes we jump into other subjects. Like here in Memphis, we have a really popular Memphis bridge. I've painted that several times. Um, sailboats. I've done abstracts. Um, but a lot of flowers. A lot of flowers. Well, they are stunning, and I always love the bright. Do you stick with the with the bright colors? Yes, I can't do soft colors even if I try. I, I just can't. <laughs> and that's another thing about painting or being a creative. You just have to be true to yourself because if you're trying to look like somebody else, it shows. <laughs> but I cannot do soft colors. Y'all, even in college, I don't think I ever saw something just subdued Aisha's colors are (laughs) I mean bubbly and bright and vibrant Mm -hmm. just like her personality so I love what is behind you that is that speaks truly to your truest characteristics I think right there (laughs) thank you Okay, well, I am going to link all the things we talked about in the comments below. I'm going to put on the screen where you can find Aisha um, personally, especially about her painting. And then this has been so much fun Mm -hmm. catching up. It really has. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for jumping on and sharing with us about how being a woman Sharing your passion um, and being a light is really just that simple. Just be you. Put it out there. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Great time. Oh, good. All right. We'll be talking soon. Okay. Okay.